point of living. Like life is meant to be shared. Experiences are meant to be uh, happening with other people. Mm-hmm. And I understand how when you don't have a lot of people in your life and you have no one to connect with or share how you feel, it becomes really bleak and you're like, what's the point? Welcome back to another episode of Cats, Chats, and Coffee. This is Alex, and I am here with Liv, as always, on a nice, beautiful, rainy day. (laughs) Uh, We have a little bit of a long one for you guys today, so make sure you get comfortable or get your cup of coffee or whatever. If you're going for a walk or going for a drive, turn us up and get ready for a good one. We are super happy about this one. It's going to be a little bit of a positive one, I think. Yeah, it's a little bit of a lighter. We've had a couple episodes where we're doing some deeper open chats just off the heart. This one's a little bit of a lighter topic. so. So, but before we get into that... Let's coffee. Yeah, get into the first segment here, which is what's in our cup. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this is funny because we were always going on about the local, supporting local, supporting the small business, oh, yeah. the coffee shops that are uh, located around the HRM and up beyond. And this morning, because it was a really early one for us, it was. Um, we just ran over to Starbucks. Uh, we thought this would probably be like way longer down the road as far as featuring Starbucks. I mean, we're episode nine, so I think we did pretty good. To, <laughs> we've gone to a lot of cafes and coffee shops, yeah. but yeah, today was like the good old pre-order and pickup. Yeah, and there's only really one Starbucks around here, so we went to that one and it my go-to order, I'll just say what my yeah, go-to sure. order is, um, and I posted this on my Instagram probably like three times already because I was like convinced it's the best thing in the world um and no one's going to be surprised at all when they hear what my order is but it's a chai tea latte hot made with oat milk with one shot of blonde espresso and two pumps brown sugar syrup Mm. so would you call it a dirty chai latte so it's a dirty chai latte yeah um and the two pumps brown sugar syrup for most people, you're going to hate this because... It was... So she made me try it. Yeah. And this is like just a little insight into the comparison between me and Alex. It was sweet as hell. Definitely sweet. Like could have probably done one pump Yeah, for me. probably one pump actually would still be good. It... I saw it... I don't know where I saw this recipe. It must have been on TikTok or somewhere on Instagram and uh, it w- I was told in this post that I read that it tastes like a snickerdoodle uh, cookie. Right. And so I went and tried it and kind of the rest is history. So no, if you guys like want to try it, you should go do it. It's mm. medium chai tea latte made with oat milk, two pumps brown sugar syrup, and one shot of blonde espresso. What about Different you? Different for sure. I, I kind of get like a generic, I feel like. So... This morning, I got a grande vanilla sweet cream cold brew Mm -hmm. with a blonde espresso shot. Mm -hmm. So usually if we, so we just did like the order on the app and then pick it up. If I was like actually chatting with the barista or whatever, I would also get a half pump of white mocha because it's just like evens out the espresso and the sweetness like perfectly. Um, But yeah, I just got it. Without that, this morning with the extra blonde espresso, and it's like the perfect pick me up in the morning. I feel yeah. like because yeah, we're doing a morning session, so we needed like we're a little tired today. A little tired, yeah. <laughs> but Give the funny the thing is, is we had just posted 
uh, this or that. So if you guys want to check out our Instagram at Cats Chats and Coffee, you can go see the post. Um, was that a story or a post on our... It was a post oh, on a story. the feed. But yeah, we made a poll just kind of... But you can also go comment on and just let us know if yeah. you prefer the hot coffee or the iced coffee. Because yeah. I think it's been pretty clear with all of our what's in our cup features that Alex is obviously the hot I'm coffee hot. girly and I am an iced coffee girly. Yeah. But I, I do genuinely love iced coffee as well. And I can tell you for sure as we get into the warmer seasons here in the summertime, mm. I will be going toward more of the iced coffee. Yeah. My Tim Hortons order, um, nine times out of ten, is an iced drink. So <laughs> There you go. Uh, I was, yeah. funny story, I was actually coming up the elevator holding both of our coffees this morning. So I had the hot in one hand and the cold in the other. And I was thinking about it and I was like, oh can't wait to drink my iced coffee and then I just like had this moment where I was like wow this hot coffee feels really nice and cozy in my yeah. hand and then I was like it's a gloomy rainy day I like I could have used a hot coffee this morning not an iced and then the first sip I had of my iced coffee I was like ah yes this is honestly it is it kind good. of is a cozy like hug warm hug mm. maybe if you're depressed like me you need the hot coffee <laughs> just kidding guys but honestly I I the reason really that I don't go for the ice just because I drink it two times faster because mm. it's easier to drink it's more like yeah. drinking water right yeah. versus a hotter coffee you kind of have to let it sit, sit and, a little bit longer yeah take sips of it and stuff that's like true that, but i do tend to get through my drinks a little bit quicker but yeah. anyway let's move on so you guys can hit up starbucks try our drink orders let us know what you think and yeah. if you guys have a drink order from starbucks um that mm. your is your go-to tr- tell Liv and I and yeah. we'll go try it like we'd give love... me a nice iced coffee something different <laughs> give her but something not too hot. sweet no don't do it <laughs> but yeah no dm us and give us your orders and we'll go try them out like we'd yeah. love to do that and feature what your guys's orders are and, and taste different. test them live and rate them and all that fun stuff yeah, so it'd be fun um yeah so let's get into today's episode um Let's, so today's episode is actually called The Benefits of Friendship, Nurturing Connections for Better Health. And we are going to discuss why uh, friendships are super relevant and important in our lives um, and why they should be important in your lives and Mm -hmm. how our friendship has been cultivated over the last, I don't know, almost year now. It's going to be a year coming up in like actually in a couple weeks. Um, so we definitely want to chat around that. We've broken the episode down into a few different segments, um, mm-hmm. which we'll introduce as we go through. So yeah, sit back and, uh, the Hang first, out with us. yeah, the first, uh, question here that I'll just pose to live and we can kind of get into it is why are friendships so important for our well being? Mm, I think yeah. that's a great question and really just a great way to dive into the topic. Um, yeah, so to answer that, I mean, we kind of know, like, humanity as a whole has come from, like, we used to all be interconnected, right? People used to be a lot tighter knit, so I feel like we're, we're meant to have connections, we're meant to be, yeah, connecting with people, and whether that's building families, friendships, anything like that, like, yeah, it's just, it's something that we need, it's 
It's human nature. It gives you a different perspective. It opens you up to like potentially new hobbies, interests. Um, it gives you support. Maybe you, I don't know, I'm just thinking back in like the olden days, like they used to get together and cook their meals together or do all the cleaning together. Or even nowadays, like raising their children together. Yeah. Like if you live with a partner or like your family or whatever is like you split up the chores, like it's basically just like for it to help your well being, it's all around support. It's, Support when you don't need it, when you do need it. It's connection and that, like, love that you can't necessarily give yourself, that affection that you can't necessarily give yourself. Like, so yeah, just yeah. a little bit more outside yourself. Yeah, friendship has been shown over the years um, in so many different studies that connecting with like-minded people, people that make you feel seen, people that you can be vulnerable vulnerable with mm-hmm. is extremely beneficial not only to our mental health but our physical health. Yep. Um, it increases our happiness, reduces our stress, uh, like I just mentioned, improves our physical health in a lot of ways. And Liv was kind of alluding to the fact back in the day we stemmed from small societies. We mm-hmm. are a hunter-gatherer type of place that homo sapiens came from that. Yeah. Um, if you look in the animal kingdom, uh, mammals like that, that are closest to us, you know, the chimpanzees, monkeys, like so many other animals are living in communities reliant on each other for survival and supporting each other yeah and I think the reason Liv and I had talked about this recently and wanted to talk about this with you guys is part of the post-pandemic or during the pandemic experience we as a society and as a culture and as an economy all became really isolated and for the first time in in our lifetime we really experienced what like true loneliness, languishing, lack of connection is. And I think, Liv, in the last episode, you had mentioned a lot about social media playing a massive part mm-hmm. in how we feel. Social media is definitely a culprit yeah. of the the dying or the the hurting that social connection that we have in person because everyone's just online all the time, whether you're yeah. gaming or on social media yeah. or even working from home now. Yeah. Uh, we're losing that connection for sure. No, totally. And if you think about it, like humanity as a whole like we are still we stem from animals like we still have those in our biology like the same thing the hunter the gatherer like having a connection with other like-minded humans like that will always be in our genetic build like it's just a matter of fact um but I think like Alex said looking at how we get that sense of connection nowadays and what that looks like for us like it's through social media it's through technology it's like I don't know even like working with your co-workers is over a a zoom meeting now sorry so it's it's a very different uh world that we live in now compared to what we used to live in and it's just kind of funny to think about because those needs are still there they're just not being met in the same way Mm -hmm. um it's It's, probably yeah creating it even harder honestly I think everyone listening is probably could like think back right now to a time when in the most recent past, in their most recent history, where they felt lonely, mm. even surrounded by a ton of people. Like, yeah. you could be a mom, and you're a stay-at-home mom, and you have a newborn baby, or you have a toddler, and you're home all day, and yes, you could be technically with another human being, but you don't feel you that still feel same. Alone. Because it's not the same as having, like, close friendships. Yeah. Um, or you could be with a partner, and your partner could come home from work, and you're just quietly sitting across from them, eating supper, and, like, not even connecting. I almost find that to be, like, for me personally, and I think a lot of people will agree, that's almost worse in a sense. Like, 
to not be alone in a room with like other people but to feel like you are like and I definitely think that that stems from the connections that we've built through like social media or just technology in general like we don't necessarily know how to fully connect with someone when we are in a room with them like when you're walking down the street like just look around put your phone in your pocket and just look around for once and you will see that like 95% of the population is glued to their phone like there is no way to like even smiling at strangers on like the street nowadays like I tried to make a personal effort to do that and I noticed probably like one in five people who pass me I actually get an opportunity to do that Mm -hmm. because the other four people had their head down or they're on the phone or yeah, texting or whatever it is. Yeah, I love that point you just made. I think we're losing um, the social skills mm-hmm. and we're losing uh, the empathy and we're losing a lot of that uh, t- physical touch that we, like, we need. Yeah, the generic stuff that was there. Like, yeah. Stuff that you learn as a child with your friends growing mm. up. And I was just talking about this with my mom yesterday, actually. Like, <laughs> I don't remember the last time I had butterflies to go and this is nothing against all my lovely beautiful friends I have now but like the same feeling you'd get when you were like pulling up to a birthday party or you were going for a sleepover or you were having you know pizza night with your neighbors whatever Mm -hmm. that looks like um you know it's like overwhelmed with excitement yeah even playing basketball my my teams when I was younger that like feeling I had that I was like higher than life, Mm -hmm. so excited to connect with my team, my classmates, my friends, whatever, my family, my cousins that I I don't see anymore. Like we all grow up and we start to isolate ourselves and back in the day. Then you have social anxiety or you overthink like actually going to a friend's birthday party or, oh, there's going to be a group of people that I'm not friends with. I'm not going kind of thing. Or when was the last time like you saw street parties happening? Like that used to be such a, like, it's like similar to how we thought quicksand was going to be such a big issue in our lives when we grew up, (laughs) but it doesn't actually exist. It's like, I remember how I used to think, oh, when I have my own house, like I'm going to have street parties and fireworks and it's going to have this. I'm going to be friends with all my neighbors. Meanwhile, you're like putting up a fence. You're like, don't Taller than the trees to like, that's literally the perfect example of kind of like what, where society is at nowadays. Like. And it's how a, can I avoid this person versus how can I like bring over a casserole and be like, hey, I'm so-and-so. Oh, that sent chills through my body. Cause like literally like if I were to get a house and like to be in a neighborhood, like that's, I would probably be too anxious to go and introduce myself to my neighbors. And especially like, I think being like the new person in a neighborhood, like you would probably want the neighbors to come to you and welcome you into you know, and kind of get like an eye for like what your community is like. But that's just not always the case anymore because a lot of neighbors don't, you know, interact with the the other people that live around them and stuff. And yeah, it's, I think it's easier to look at people nowadays as like humans just in general as like a nuisance and everyone's selfishly like caught up in their own head or their own world that they're not seeing everyone else around them is the exact same as them, is yeah. going through the same thing kind of thing. Yeah, I'm going to read a statistic here that we pulled up, mm. uh, and then we can get into some things that we were learning about the benefits of friendship and how that actually helps our lives. So according to research from the Mayo Clinic, 
Having strong friendships can help reduce the risk of depression, high blood pressure, and obesity. Which are some of like your biggest health issues. And some of the health health issues we are seeing or we're being told we are seeing um, amongst clinicians after pandemic and after... Skyrocketing. Yeah, it's yeah. these things. So I actually told Liv about a term that we I had heard on another podcast mm. um, called OSO. So you want to talk a little bit about that? I don't even remember what that stands for. What's the first O? Oh, it's oh, other, other significant others. Okay, yeah. yeah. So like your significant other, like soulmate type thing. Um, other than your romantic relationship. Yeah, so it's literally like not your partner. It's the other, like somewhat like your closest friend kind of thing, yeah. I guess, who you would like consider that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I think that that's, she brought that up to me and we kind of chatted a little bit about it, which is how we kind of were like, this is a great topic and information we want to share here. Um, but yeah, as like both of us are single right now, neither of us have a significant other. So having a OSO or an other significant other, a really close friend in our life is extremely important probably even more important that we realize right now just because like everyone needs someone that's closest to them and maybe that's a family member for some people if you don't have a partner but Mm -hmm. the reality is for a lot of like we're humans are meant to be companions like we're meant to have a companion long-term kind of thing so for a lot of people that looks like a partner for us right now it's just some close friends which I don't say just in like a negative way by all means but yeah it's having someone close to you that you can share all of those like really deep things with it's kind of just having a deeper connection with like this person rather than like maybe your whole friend group or maybe like your family there might be things that you can't talk about with everyone like you have that one person that you share all of like the nitty gritty like personal details with kind of thing yeah and I think to add to that point having um OSOs in your life gives your main partner so say your romantic Mm. partner a break from always being the one that gets the dumping or the venting and it doesn't have to be a negative yeah like if you do have a partner in the sense like it's good to have an alternative as well yeah have somebody else you go you still need friends yeah and i think a big thing about um finding osos is that in order to have an uh other significant other you have to like make the the vow that you're willing to be vulnerable with them Mm. and when you're vulnerable with people people feel like they can connect with you more and when you feel connected with somebody you feel more seen and then it just adds better you get that serotonin you get that dopamine you get all those chemical responses you would from eating for me like eating a sweet or maybe for Liv it's going for a walk or things that you get from the external world you can find that from a deep close connection with friendship not coming from just like a personal creation kind of thing yeah yeah yeah. so think about your guys's OSOs who's somebody in your life who and you can can have multiple as well absolutely like I was referring to it as if it just needs to be like one close best friend which is obviously not true like you could have a handful of people and I think another great thing is having multiple different people to talk about different things and have like you might have similar interests with some friends and then different interests with others so yeah and they say there is a study that says that if you I think it's seven years if you can get past a friendship of seven years then that yeah. friend's more likely to be a lifetime friend yeah you guys hear me say all the time and I repeat this all the time people come into your life for a reason season or lesson yeah the thing that I had mentioned once before was reason, season, lesson, or a lifetime. And if you can find OSOs in your life that can be lifetime long friends, mm. I know 
people who haven't met their best friends until they were in their 40s. Oh, yeah. Now they're in their 60s and they're like, I don't know, there should be a sitcom. It's like Frank, Grace and Frankie or the Golden <laughs> Girls, like the older women yeah. who have these close relationships and they might be divorced or they might be whatever in their but pickleball they, like, group. But they go through life experiences phases, together. Yeah, but yeah. then they experience exactly. And it's and grow so together. awesome to see that you know you have different phases of your life where you have different osos but having at least one like Liv mm-hmm. mentioned if you're lucky enough to have multiple yeah. um definitely cherish and, and hold on to that and value those check in on those friends yeah you know no yeah for sure put just like a little bit more effort into it absolutely um yeah i think like another really good thing to add um kind of touching on like our notion that we mentioned at the start about how like humanity used to be a lot different back in the days like just for example nowadays like we have compounds retirement homes group homes like the ronald mcdonald house for example like we wouldn't have those options Mm. if that wasn't something that we needed collectively like even you think like elderly homes like when you're no longer able to take care of yourself you get put in a home with a bunch of Mm -hmm. other and I know that that's obviously it makes sense different circumstances well yeah like it makes sense to have people in that realm who know how to take care of like the disabilities or the elderly in that sense but also it's it's like the last years of your life like why not have another opportunity to build a stronger community community. yeah and to kind of like I know this sounds morbid but like to go out on that positive note of I had some some friends I I made like a nice relationship or a group of relationships to kind of like end my life on yeah some of the loneliness people loneliest loneliness loneliest people (laughs) are the elderly yeah um and you see a lot of old folks homes that there are women or men sitting in their wheelchairs or their chairs like staring at the window Mm -hmm. because they don't have their family member visiting them so having like a retirement home or a group community or a compound where they're like doing shuffleboard or there's bingo night or there's group cooking lessons dance and salsa and like it's all to try and be inclusive and to give them that like literal human connection that they're lacking exactly what's the point of living like life is meant to be shared experiences are meant to be uh happening with other people Mm -hmm. and i understand how when you don't have a lot of people in your life and you have no one to connect with or share how you feel it becomes really bleak and you're like what's the point Mm -hmm. of all of this if i don't literally changes your view on a lot of like different things like outlook on life in a lot of different areas um another thing i want to add to like just like the elderly in the home kind of thing is that is the perfect representation of if you did kind of put in your effort to create friendships and to have your OSOs and stuff like that and you're not just relying on like your blood family while growing up then when you are an elderly who is in a home you're not solely reliant on your kids or your grandkids to take care of you now you have friendships still at this age because you nourished them and you like cultivated them and actually carried them over to this age and now you maybe you have a couple of your friends in the group home with you or Mm. I know obviously it gets a little different when you get up to that age because people start to pass away and like you lose people at different ages but yeah I think that that's like the perfect example if you don't want to like die alone or die lonely like nourish your friendships now develop your relationships now because the ones that you're making now are the ones that are gonna they don't necessarily stick with you forever but it'll 
it'll carry through. And that shows up in, in any age, any year. Like you mentioned the Ronald McDonald House, which is a perfect example. So if, for anyone who doesn't know, the Ronald McDonald Houses are for sick children and their mm-hmm. families. And they live together when they have like kids with cancer and struggling with like similarities yeah Yeah. so for all the logistic reasons obviously like they pay for meals and housing and like it's quite usually closer to the hospitals and transportation and stuff is like supported there but mostly it's because like when children who are sick are together with other kids like it is literally shown to have an impact on their physical and mental health and when you're happy and healthier you can beat those sickness is a lot easier yeah. and it is so important to remember that it in every facet of life having a connection is important for us oh god yeah for sure um so yeah one more stat that we're gonna throw on here a study by the university of british columbia found that people who have close friendships have a lower risk of mortality than those who do not So the study surveyed 1,500 adults in Canada and found that people with a larger social support network had a 60% uh, chance, like lower chance uh, of risk of dying over the next 10 years. So that just touches on exactly what we said. Like, yeah, like sick children or even just anyone going through health issues, like you have a better chance of fighting these health issues when you feel better it's just realistically yeah and even like elderly like your lifespan probably goes a little bit longer if you have well it does we're literally telling you the (laughs) stats right now (laughs) it does (laughs) yeah it's just this is the perfect example but yeah so we're gonna kind of dive into a little bit further into like how you can nurture and maintain these friendships so Alex I'm gonna ask you a question now Uh, what are some ways that we can actively work to nurture and maintain our friendships yeah so I think that this question is like kind of a heavy one in a sense that there's a lot to it (laughs) I think about how nurturing and maintaining relationships has changed for me over the last years I mean I was young when I moved away Mm. I kind of had a a separate life out on the other side of the country and, and had different relationships and stuff and I look back and I kind of think I didn't do the best job at staying connected with the people back home. Mm. I was so distracted with my new career, with having a new relationship, with other things that were happening, uh, that I (coughs) probably could have done a better job at staying connected. And the only way of doing that would have been, you know, through texting, social media, phone calls, FaceTiming. But what I did make sure I did was every time I came home, whether it was Touch for, base with people. Yeah, I would go for dinner with my friends yeah. or I'd see them and make an effort to actually see them. And I think that it's really important to actively show up in your relationships. I know that everybody make that joke. It's like, oh, I have that one friend we cannot speak for six months and then you know, I randomly bump into her or have a coffee and it's Everything's like, normal, yeah. I've, you know, I, we just talked yesterday. Yeah. And as you get older, like that joke becomes a little less relevant because now you're like scheduling time to see people <laughs> or you're like, we should go for coffee. And then that never happens. Yeah. And so for me personally, I, the people that I do have in my life, I want to check in on them. I want to even message them being like, just thinking about you. Mm. Um, I think that whole 
thing I mentioned about scheduling time to see them. Like, you, it like, sucks that you have to schedule time, but the reality of the situation is if people are busy. If it's what's going to work, it's kind of what you have so to do. So actually, like, what my friend and I have done a couple of times in the last few months <laughs> is, like, schedule. And my sister actually does this with her friends, and I got this from her, was pre-booking like a month or two in advance a night out so mm. making reservations for dinner right so and it's far enough far, far enough, enough in advance that you can like book it in your schedule you can work everything around it but it's also like oh the days are going by and then all of a sudden it creeps up and you're like hey girl we but you're got committed our, we got our date this yeah. week or next week or something yeah. if you guys listen to our episode of uh love and relationships sticks tricks and icks uh we mentioned that about guys like when you want to go on a date with us, like mm-hmm. actually plan the date. What day of the week? What time? Where are we going to go? Like yeah. that's the same with my That's like adult relationships just in general now. Yeah. yeah. Just take the initiative, yeah. make the effort. And, and it's really at the end of the day, it comes down to effort and choice. Mm-hmm. I know we're all busy. I know some of us are married. Some of us have kids. Some of us are running businesses. Some of us are what? you know, X, Y, Z. But you know what? We're also checking our phones. We're also updating our Instagram stories. We're also tweeting on Twitter or scrolling TikTok for 15, or watching five Netflix. hours a day or whatever yeah. that is. So you have two minutes a day to either send a text message to a friend to give them a call or to do exactly Support them like in you, other ways. Yeah, or yeah. literally like you said, like just be like, hey, this date down the road, I know you have nothing planned for it yet, but we're gonna go on a road trip or we're gonna drive to the beach or something. Like pre-plan that, like, that's literally what you need to do. Otherwise, yeah, it's so not really happen. it comes down to um, including regular communication, like we just spoke about. Yeah, showing appreciation for when that happens. Like when we first launched the podcast, I had a friend that I haven't seen in years um, show up with a bouquet of flowers, and it we only talked for like three minutes, and she mm. was you know heading to work or the gym or something, and I felt so great. I posted it on my Instagram, like I was so grateful for that little moment I mean small gesture it was you know like going and doing it is a big deal but like in the grand scheme of things that small gesture like meant the world to me and it was like all it took was once and again I'm not saying everybody has to show up with flowers but checking in like but for like example in that situation where it's a friend that like you don't keep up with weekly or you don't see weekly or something like yeah yeah, when you go as far as to start something as a podcast she is now I'm assuming the friend was a she yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, like, she knows, like, yeah. this is kind of a big deal for you. And even though we might not keep up week to week or whatever, like, yeah. I'm still going to support you. We're still friends. Absolutely. I'm so proud of you, kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, exactly. And goes a long way. Making, t- I can't say this enough. If you, somebody says we should go for a coffee or we should have a glass of wine or you make plan and then you cancel, because this has happened to me where I've made plans with people, I've been so excited, they've canceled for whatever reason, mm. and that's fine but they don't reschedule, Mm. it's like, okay, well, do you really care to know what's going on in my life? Should we maintain that friendship or not? Or is it just Mm. more of an acquaintance? And that's fine too. I think that's a good point that I'm quickly going to like add to here is adult relationships is like, I'm not saying they have to be 50-50, but at this point, like you kind of, you want someone who's going to be putting an effort for you. We know that like, okay, this is what my work schedule looks like every week. I have all of these extra tasks that I have to deal with. Like our schedules are not, do you know what I mean? Like we are busy people and if you're putting in the energy or you're taking the time out of your weeks to go on a coffee date with a friend, but you don't feel like that energy is being reciprocated or maybe every time that you go do go to make plans with this friend, like they're rescheduling, they're showing up late or 
they just seem uninterested or yeah like you can just tell whenever you're with them that it's not an equal friendship I feel like that's like a really prominent thing and that's kind of like when they say like I don't I heard this a lot from my mom growing up like oh you'll grow through your friends or you'll grow out of that friendship or you know and eventually it gets to a point where you're like okay like that friend lives this way I live this way we are no longer kind of on the same page yeah you kind of have to like almost like metaphorically put people in boxes like this is my lifetime friend this is my ride or die these are my acquaintances these are my work friends these are my family friends like my you know my boyfriend's sister like things like that like and realizing that at the end of the day it's usually not about you oh never it's usually people we all got our own world yeah so caught up in their own life so busy but it's important to know what to expect from each friendship or friend group really exactly and i mean making friends like you just said as we've gotten older your mom said we grow through friends like it is harder to make genuine loving beautiful relationships as you get older it is, it's not yeah. like when you're a kid you're like can I borrow your crayon Wanna be I friends? like your ponytail <laughs> let's have a sleepover it's yeah. like you just it's awkward like yeah. I, I started yoga and did yoga for two years trying to like be friends with the yoga girls and I was like <laughs> oh my god this is so weird I can't. it's hard to introduce yourself totally. and start a conversation yeah. yeah no I think that's definitely a good point it definitely gets so much harder like the older that you get but also I just want to throw this out there as well as like being a female, like, it hasn't necessarily been easy, like, keeping friendships over the years, finding friend groups that are, like, loving and accepting and, like, I don't know, I'm not trying to give, like, women in general a bad rep because I don't think that it's the same thing as, like, when we talk about men. We're not talking about all men, we're not talking about all women in this situation, but we all know that there is a huge, I guess it's a stereotype, I would say, um, where women can be competitive, catty potentially gossip dramatic even and again I'm not referring to all women I've had tons of female friendships that have had like really none of this but it's been like a a prominent thing for me and like even quite a a lot of my other friends that I've like grown up with Mm. where I think everyone probably has a situation where you're in a friend group where you're just like this is not my kind of person or this is it is definitely harder I think we hear a lot guys like sometimes girls are like oh I get along better with guys than I get along Mm, with girls or you see a girl who has a lot of guy friends and is like one of the boys versus yeah you know having those close female friendships it is a little bit more difficult because women are more emotional on average Mm. or maybe not more emotional but more willing to be externally emotional yeah versus like men just either don't have those feelings or hide them really well or just don't have the same concerns like we have a lot different things on our plate sometimes and we're going to be worried about different things and they might show up in different ways like yeah. being a mother being a woman, female business Physical owner body, yeah. you know going to the gym the things like look, that yeah, was... way we look is a huge thing that it's pretty different in society for men and women that's just a fact absolutely um but it is it, it's it's been hard sometimes to maintain those relationships as a female or or have other people judge you or be jealous of you Mm. or or feel a certain way about you that maybe they're not even correct about or they're making an assumption and instead of taking the time to like work through that or work through those feelings um you know they ghost you Mm-hmm. or they gossip about you gossip behind your back or they yeah. cause uh you know, or you're with them and you're like why are you 
like, why are you treating me like this? Why do, why do you make me feel like I'm irrelevant or I'm not even here or responsibility? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that that's why you'll see a lot of women, um, as they've gotten older, it's like, I have two or three best friends, really good friends, and then 1500 acquaintances versus Mm -hmm. when you're younger, you know, I look back I at my so many friends. Yeah, groups. I'm like, I had like fifteen hundred <laughs> friends for this best sport, friends, friends for school, and, friends for that. You know, zero acquaintances. So it really yeah. the the um, the di- what am I dynamic? To say? Dynamic. Thank Literally you. changes 180s. completely, and then having to get used to that new reality um, yeah. when you're dealing with other insecurities or your ego is hurt or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like can yeah. be very challenging. No, yeah, no, for sure. I think like another big thing that I kind of want to add to this is like around the female friendships and kind of how you mentioned like we do have more emotions. I don't think that's necessarily always true. I think it like men have emotions similarly to women and then there's also women who could potentially be emotionless or just not as like a little bit more reserved. But one thing that I think is like specifically for me growing up, when we're like in our puberty ages, this is when your hormones, female, male, whatever gender you are, like your hormones are all over the place. So I would say that like your brain activity and like your normal state is not technically normal because everything's a little bit up in the air and chaotic, right? So I feel like the friendships that you have at that time, like can, like for women specifically for me, like I'm just thinking back then we struggled a lot more with drama and like cattiness back then than obviously we would now when we've matured and like grown out of it but when I was in like school I always would have like my friend group in school but then I would always have a friend group outside of school that was a couple years older than me and I didn't really I always just thought like oh I'm just you know I like older people or I'm a little rebellious and reckless so I like to hang out with the older kids kind of thing but now like as we're having this conversation I'm looking back on it and I'm like to be honest I probably wanted to hang out with older people because like the people at that age at that time like I could sense the immaturity levels I could sense the like you bitterness didn't connect with them the same way exactly and yeah I did feel like a lot of like my friendships like throughout school were school friendships do you know what I mean it was harder to stay friends outside of school than it was like when you're just like oh well we're in the same classes so that's kind of why we're friends right, kind of thing but right. yeah for me growing up I always had another friend group that was like outside of all my school friends and yeah I feel like that was just the perfect representation of like yeah. and to be honest that group always had guys in it as well like it was mm-hmm. there was probably one or two other girls but there was probably like five or six guys in More that group back yeah, yeah so kind of mature like you were saying exactly yeah. and how you touched on the notion earlier of like oh, that girl's kind of like a, she's a guy's girl or whatever. I used to get that tight. Like I was very much a tomboy growing up. Yeah. Yeah. Believe it or not. (laughs) Look at us now. I really was. And I still am deep down. Look at me. I am like truly. Um, But yeah, at the time I used to get that comment from a lot of people and a lot of people thought it was just because I wanted to hook up with the guys or because I was a slut or whatever it is that you wanted to classify me. But again, like back at that time, it was, I literally... I am, like, the most anti-drama person ever. Like, I do not like confrontation. I don't like when, like, people are butting heads. I don't like to be involved in that. So Mm -hmm. I feel like at that time, I was trying to avoid, I don't know, like, the drama drama and, like, the immature friendships that kind of, like, come up at that time. Yeah. It's so funny. I'm sitting here reflecting on so many things as I'm listening to you. And I wrote this down. I have a little notepad um, that I have in front of me, actually. I just wrote this down. Who we were then 
isn't necessarily who we are now. Mm. Um, and that reminded a me huge point. of when we're younger and we have trauma, but we're not self-aware when we're young. We right. haven't read the books or listened to the podcasts or studied this, you know. Your brain hasn't even developed journals. yet. <laughs> right, like 25, they say. Yeah. And women mature faster than guys and all. Whatever science says, the point of the matter is from an emotional perspective, we do things when we're younger because we want to be popular or we want to be wanna feel seen loved. or you know we want exactly we want and so we don't know how to ask for those things from uh verbal so we act out or you know we gossip because everyone else is gossiping so you add to the gossip to feel cool or whatever mm -hmm. that looks like yeah. and you might have been super antisocial as a kid and the most outgoing beautiful energetic person vibrant person now you might have been the most energetic vibrant social person then and become a recluse introvert like a 180 personality right. and type like, thing i didn't realize like i'm an ambivert mm -hmm. so people who are like an introverted introverted extrovert like i get my energy from being around people and connecting with people but i also get energy from being alone mm. and reclusing and being by myself yeah and a lot of those anxieties and and fears that creeped up when we were little we don't know how to work through them so we act out usually yeah and I think about if anyone who knew me when I was really young they might have had this perspective or oh, judgment totally. about me then and I'm yeah. like I've grown I've done work I've not gone the to same therapy person. I have so much trauma that you don't know about yeah. and I've changed and I'm a very different person than who I was back then. There is obviously the the little Alex inside of me. She's yeah. still there. The core of my values, my belief systems, like all that stays the same. Yeah. But there, are, I'm a better listener now. I'm more articulate now. I mm -hmm. am more calm and patient and less judgmental. Like there are things that have changed, but then you don't get the opportunity to meet this new version of yeah. me because you're then. holding on to judgments of me. And I'm just speaking in general. This goes for anyone. Yeah. Every person that you know. And it just thought of when you were saying when you were younger, it all comes down to like an energy. We can either vibe with a person, you said mm. that person has good vibes, or you don't vibe with a person and that just is, does that man energy match? And when you find people in your adult life where your vibe or your energy is at the same level yeah. and matches, like hold on to that because yeah. that is really what defines a healthy relationship at the end of the day. Yeah, no, I really like the way that you shared that. I think that was really important information to add to that. And it, like, I'm glad that me talking about that stemmed that thought for you because yeah. now I want to add more to that even. Yeah. It's like the version that we're showing up as, as our little Liv or little Alex, like our childhood self going through junior high, high school, all of that. University, like yeah. when we're in our immature, like under development stages, another thing to be mindful of is like, I hate to say it, but like as a kid, you're, you really can only be like what your parents and what your upbringing allows you to be. Like who Alex is right now and who Liv is right now. We've gone through a ton of different experiences that like involved our family life, involved school, involved like personal issues, so many other different your traumas teachers, that like coaches, so many other so things affect, yeah. right? And all of like she did basketball just for example so like her coaches affected her there I did figure skating so my coaches affected me there that literally changes how our brain develops down the road but like one thing that I want to add is like these kids that you go to school with I don't know if anyone else like says this I'm sure they have but like kids are mean kids are awful they are bullies 
why do you think they're so awful? The only thing that they know how to share is like what they've, I'm getting goosebumps and this is almost like making me a little sad because I'm, I'm sad too. Well, sad. it's sad to this think This is supposed about. to be a happy episode. It, it's it so is. Funny. Like, there's some positive <laughs> like, and oh negatives God, to everything, so yeah. but more so I want to share this so that, because like you were saying that and I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh yeah, you're right. Like little Liv back then wasn't showing up as like how I am now person. at all. You didn't know who you were. You're but not also, supposed to know who I you was are. like neglected affection and I as like a little version of myself back then did not know how to connect with people and even as a 26 almost 27 year old woman now like I genuinely still struggle to ask people for what I need or to share with close friends even Alex like to let her know what I need from her or to be open and honest about that and a lot of that has to do with like your upbringing what you're introduced to like what you're surrounded by so yeah I think that's an important note to kind of add to it because like the people that you grow up with like they're not always going to be like that the people you got bullied by like in junior high or elementary school or whatever usually they're hurting the most yeah and yeah. Do you know what I bet you they're completely different now I bet you some of them are still bullies but I bet you a lot of them like would've, feel would've awful story, yeah. yeah about that time in their life and totally. like it the reality is like we just go through a bunch of different versions of ourselves. Yeah, which is similar. You had made a comment right before we started recording today is like friendships are, they ebb and flow. It's like mm. we as human beings, our personal lives, our experiences, our feelings, our emotions, they ebb and flow. Totally. So your relationships with other people are going to do the same thing. I've looked at people that I thought were going to be, you know, holding my hand on my deathbed best friends or mm-hmm people that I made of honor yeah my maid of I had like 16 bridesmaids I'm like now I probably wouldn't even have (laughs) I was just gonna say I probably wouldn't have a bridal party (laughs) no like I'm lucky to have three four people in my wedding at this point so it's it's really important when you do have those people in your life like I am sure there's lots of listeners out there who can think back and some of your best memories are going to be with your best friends Mm -hmm. you know you snuck into a movie or you went shopping and saw this cute guy like things or went for a drive and blasted the music and laughed and like after you leave you feel your your soul and your spirit are so full you feel like you got everything off your chest you had a good time like some of the best times, like Liv and I, one of the first times we met, we went to the beach. <laughs> oh my God, this still makes me laugh clearly. And we thought we were going to take a shortcut back to our car. <laughs> I just had this, I you know just exactly shared this with C the other day. Did you? Oh my God, yeah. yeah. It, so we barely knew each other at this point. That's a quick story. And we were like, oh, I think you drove. Did you drive or did I drive? You drove. Oh, I drove. And but we both had to be back to the city for my like... My sister's birthday. Yeah. Her, oh, yeah. It was and a you literal had a guest birthday coming party. Over. Yeah. And yeah. I had someone like showing... Who was flying in and like showing up to my house. Yeah, so we're so. like, we'll hang out at the beach and then we'll get home. But we'll be early and like yeah. on time. Oh, my goodness. So no. we were like, let's take this shortcut. It was like this tiny little path. Literally... Through the literal woods. We couldn't see anything. It, we ended up like back country hiking. <laughs> I think we did a loop around the beach and came out we, on the other we end. We so literally like, went... It was like 45 minutes. We literally walked for 45 minutes and guys, I'm telling you when we came out to the clearing to like look and be like, we're, we, I remember telling you, I'm like, oh, your car's right up there. Your car's right there. We come out to the clearing and we like look 
and then we turn to our left like an almost full 180 and then we look way down yonder <laughs> yeah. to the left is her car like, like another we were 20 minute walk way out left we field we literally could have gone back in five minutes and it took us an hour to get back up there oh yeah because we got lost and we, we were lost. so confident in the fact that we are going the right way and for 45 minutes we walked the wrong way yeah and we're in this like this this marsh this crazy like like really wooded area and we're yeah. wearing flip-flops i had blisters my feet we had were like bleeding. bags of all of our beach we were stuff. carrying all our beach stuff and we like, swapped shoes by the end of yeah, it because our had, blisters were so bad i still have a scar i think i got blisters yeah. from the short period of like wearing your shoes and the funny thing is is we were both on our best behavior <laughs> because we didn't know each other that well so we didn't want to complain too oh we much. weren't like cursing we weren't we weren't telling piss. each other how we really feel we were like laughing about it because in hindsight it's quite funny how the stupidity of it but at the end of the day like that moment that 45 minutes of us walking together like suffering together yes made us me at least feel i'm i'll speak for you like i felt so much closer to you because we could laugh at that moment yeah. and tell our mutual friends about that moment and think how silly it was to this day no totally you know, almost a year later also girl i don't even like how you just said we weren't sharing our honest i don't know if i shared this with you but i am like terrified like mortified of snakes or even <gasps> really just, i didn't know this. so little creatures in grass i don't know if it's actually it is snakes because i scream when i see them but it's specifically long grass if i'm walking in long grass and i either can't see my feet or i'm wow. walking in a path and there's long grass on either which side there of me was. which is like we did that for 45 minutes out one direction and then 45 yeah. minutes back the one direction I remember you picked up your phone because you were like talking to your sister, sister for yeah. her birthday, letting her know we're going to be late. Yeah. And I, that was the first time that I had to like, wow. I had to like do deep breaths because I was in front of me too. And I was in full panic mode that oh, whole no. time. And you stopped talking to me to yeah, answer yeah, the to phone, which was like the only time that I was that actually able to process like what was potentially so happening. Funny because I would pick those snakes up and no problem. Launch them. Me, I would have screamed and probably Did ran. Did you just say launch them? Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'd pick them up to to calmly put them to safety. <laughs> no, I had a like, like launch. I'm literally snake. thinking you're grabbing I'm like a the catapult like, from coming. snakes. Yeah, grab it by the tail, like oh launch my God. it. Into the grass. Did I ever tell you I have like I have snakes around my place and I've picked them up regularly because pe- I thought people were gonna step on them. Alex, I used to own eleven pound. Snake. I will tell you right now oh that if God. you pick Good up a snake know. in front of me, I, would, I will yeah. a scream and potentially b hit you with that snake. So funny. My sister's really similar. We went for a hike once and there a snake was in front of us. I didn't tell her because I knew she knew. She, if she listens to this, she's going to laugh because we were also chased by a pheasant for like 20 minutes. Oh it was such God. a fun trip. <laughs> she's going to hate me. Insane. But anyway, let's get back to the episode. <laughs> little story time there for you. Um, I'm going to say a statistic here and let's move on to the, the next section, which is according to Statistics Canada in 2018, 27% of Canadian adults reported feeling lonely sometimes um, or often. And I can definitely tell you I'm a part of that statistic. Oh, I, yeah. I don't even know. I think I took the census in 2018. but um, <laughs> She is literally a part of that. Literally a part of that statistic but i was saying to live when we were looking at our statistics we wanted to share that um this was in 2018 so the census census and again i might be wrong it's like every four years or six years or something like i'm not sure it's a chunk of time in between and i this is this is pre-covid yeah so i can tell you right now this is losing friendships or lacking connection during covid more people reported being suicidal Mm -hmm. depressed lonely uh the there's like languish and forlorn like those are those feelings of like definite like 
just like deep Be, despair deep despair exactly like hopelessness yeah i can tell you right now that if we were to look back at the stat um now that probably would not be 27 percent. we'd Absolutely see a little not. bit more so yeah it's just shows goes to show like why friendships nurturing friendships maintaining friendships and just having are so human connection yeah, yeah exactly it so. really like it it plays such a heavy role on like how you're able to show up in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you a question now. Hit me with Back it. and forth. Um, and this kind of goes in. We were just laughing two seconds ago about a story about why we became friends. So mm. this is kind of a perfect setup uh, until our, our next segment here. Um, how can we effectively resolve conflict mm. in our friendship? Yeah. So I know that this is something you and I have talked about from day one and let's just look before you answer is like let's look at the theme of like setting boundaries yeah because I think that that plays a big role in conflict and friendships and relationships totally yeah and even just to like bring back that part that I kind of mentioned earlier like live now is not little live but also like who I am right now is also still under development like I'm not my best self there's it's impossible to think that I would be at the age of 26 I have so much life left to experience and there's a lot of experiences that are going to shape the way that I will future show up in relationships friendships partnerships all of it um but yeah specifically touching on the notion of like conflicts with friendships because obviously like we're sitting here telling and like a lot of people could take this information and be like okay well John you're off the list where you're gonna get cut because blah 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 and uh Joe over here you're off the list as well but like you can't just go and cut ties with all of your friends that's definitely not what we're trying to say we're actually trying to say the opposite of like work on the friendships that can be worked on kind of thing cut off the ones that are no longer like what's the word I'm looking for benefiting you Benning, yeah like, bene- like, mutual like filling benefiting. you up kind yeah. of thing yeah. yeah or like helping you in life uh holding you back I guess and yeah like introducing yourself to new people opening up space in your life for like new people down the road Mm -hmm. but yeah specifically touching on conflicts like it's it's inevitable you're gonna run into conflicts with every friendship with every person it's healthy it is it is healthy and I think the, the biggest thing to work on here is like making sure that the way that you go about said conflicts is in the healthiest manner yeah mature Definitely. Yeah, and that both of you are trying to come to, like, an end goal of resolving it so that both partners in said conflict, like, feel the best um, afterwards kind of thing and feel like they've been heard and, like, everything has been, yeah, helping them. So, yeah, just for me personally and, like, touching on the boundaries portion, I definitely in past relationships, I struggled to speak up. And because of that, I was... I don't want to say I was the kind of friend that would, like, ghost people. But, like, just for example, like, when I left PEI, I have a couple friends that I used to have, like, friends there who I am still friends with now. But there's a lot of people from PEI that I just wouldn't talk to anymore, wouldn't even let them know that I'm coming to visit the island and whatnot. Right. And a lot of those friendships ended because I wouldn't be clear on um, whether it was, like, a specific conflict or maybe it was something that, like they believe in this, but I believe differently or something like that. Like if we just didn't have the same views or didn't line up anymore, I would just kind of cut the person off and go mm-hmm, on with my life mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. So now at 26, I'm kind of reevaluating things. And as I'm developing new fr- friendships and it was a personal note whenever we became friends, because I would say like I, you and I, yeah, yeah, I would say you would be probably my newest 
closest friend. Right. I've made over my, literally over the past year, just for example, I've made like a handful of closer friends, yeah. but you would be like one of the best friends that I'm, we're actually developing, like we're obviously, we're on a podcast together, like, you know what I mean? I'm not just going to classify her as like an acquaintance <laughs> no, kind of no, thing. No, no, no. <laughs> you can say I'm your, one of your best friends, yeah. And she's like, course. yeah, give me that title, please. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <Better>. no, but <laughs> <Just kidding. laughs> you already know, yeah. but it was something that for me personally, I was adamant on doing things differently in this friendship. Because yeah. even just for example, when I moved to PEI only, or P- Halifax from PEI, which was only like three years ago in some, like even the friendships I first made when I moved here, I wouldn't say that I started those off on the best foot either. Mm-hmm. Like I was more so just like, I don't have any friends in Halifax, anyone who I kind of meet, anyone who wants to take me under their wing, like please be my friend kind of thing. You weren't as picky as maybe you could have been. Yeah. Um, less so like pickiness, but more so like I wasn't clear on what I needed in the friendship. Was it because you weren't sure about what you wanted? Yeah, but yeah. also like three years ago, Liv, I was just, you know You'll what I mean? take anybody. I didn't, I didn't, I, my awareness was not the same as like I viewed my friendship right. to this depth. Right. And I, even then. Well, yeah, by picky mes- pickiness, I meant like, actually cultivating and developing relationships that you thought were going to be more meaningful and long lasting and that are going to stand versus like people yeah. that are just like oh let's go drinking or like kind of surface level friends like yeah. when we're young we'll take everybody everyone's our friend yeah versus when we're older we're a little bit more pickier because yeah. showing your heart or being more vulnerable at an older age is, is a little bit scarier for us also like you as an older version of yourself know what works more for you and yeah. what doesn't like yeah. you're I, more self-aware exactly I can, so you're gonna put a boundary put up with less stuff that's not aligned with your self-awareness and yeah. your values and your core beliefs exactly so whenever I moved from PE I feel like a lot of the friends that I was cutting off and a lot of those relationships I felt like I was cutting off at that time because they didn't have the same interests as me. They Mm. didn't have the same drive as me. They were fully content with like staying on PEI, living out their lives there, and they didn't really see much more for themselves. Whereas for me, I was like, I can't relate to any of these. Get me off this island. I So yeah, whenever I moved here, I was like, oh my God, Halifax. Like people actually want more than this. And I don't know, fast forward a little bit, I realized Halifax is just a tiny bit of a bigger version of PEI. It's like the big sister of PEI. It really is. Like in the small town places like this, like everyone knows everyone and people can kind of get stuck in like yeah. the mindset of like that staying here forever. That hit me when I left and yeah. went to one of the largest cities in Canada and then like booming cities of young people. And then came back and I was like, whoa, everything's that kind hit. of the same. Also, like, Alberta is West Coast. We're East Coast. Yeah. Like, that's a very, very different... Very different culture of yes. people. And it was, you know, obviously I came home under circumstances that we've kind of covered a little bit. But it was a slap in the face to be like, whoa, like, I left, I changed, I grew. But mm-hmm. when I come back to where I, I was born and raised, like, it kind of all stayed really relatively similar. Whereas you're a different version of yourself now. Yeah. I yeah. knew that, like, I have a childhood friend who's, like, a sister. I've known her since we were three and two. Our parents are best friends. And I remember, like, when I went for dinner, that was one of the first things she said. She's like, I just feel like I'm and with a completely different person and you've grown mm. up so much and I've seen you change so much. Oh yeah. And it's a little bit more easy to see that when you've gone away for five years, like half back. of a decade and come back versus being completely with that person for the last five years. You yeah. don't notice those You won't changes. notice those little changes. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause you're, you're growing together and like what? Doing the same thing together. Yeah. Having kind of that same trajectory and path and position in life. So yeah. Sorry for interrupting. Continue your story. No, not at all. I don't think that was an interruption. It was just 
more information to add to it. Um, yeah, I feel like kind of like let's pull back to specifically like conquering the conflict aspect yeah, of it. Yeah. So I think like you brought up the boundaries thing, which I think is really good. That's like probably one of my number one things that I would say is to like cultivate a good relationship, but also to keep it long standing. You need to be clear on what your boundaries are. If you're like, just for example, Alex is, would you say ambivert? Yeah. Is it ambivert? Yeah, ambivert. Okay, just trying to make sure I yeah, say the words like right amber here. And ambivert. Yeah. Okay, I don't know if I've, I must have heard that one. I am an introvert. Yeah. I am an extroverted introvert. I can go and so socials. you're an ambivert then, because you're both. Nope. You're an extroverted introvert. Okay, so I'm just an introvert then. Okay. Let me explain, okay. and then you can say what you think it is. I solely am like fueled by solo time. When I hang out with people, I can more so what I was trying to say is I can be extroverted in the sense that I can, I'm more, I would say I'm you're a social introvert. more extrovert when you're around people. Yeah, like yeah. I can, I can carry the conversation. I'm good under pressure and yeah, like I have a lot of social anxiety, but if there was no one else there with me and I had to like show up for a social thing, I can do that no problem and carry yeah. the conversation. But you're exhausted at the end of it. it even hanging out with my friends and I, yeah. God love you to death. God love you, Alex, but I'm going to go home and be exhausted after that. Like, it's just how I am. I do so much better with like the alone time kind of thing. But that is a boundary for myself that like, even for the longest time, I didn't really know I had to set kind of thing. So mm-hmm. I was like, oh, we're going to a social thing. I'm just going to go until everyone goes home and then I go home. Whereas for me now to set a boundary, like specifically in that area would be like, oh yeah, I'm going to come, but I'm only going to stay out till nine because I know that I need to go home and have an hour of downtime yeah. to like recharge myself from the day before I can even get ready for bed and then end Absolutely. my night kind of thing. Yeah. Like, you know yourself better and what's going to make you feel good. And when you're older, you have an easier time kind of stating that and then the funny thing is is other people are like oh my god I'm glad you said that because I, I want to go home, home too at yeah. nine like oh yeah. my god. and like yeah my friend and I were out for Kevin Hart and we both laughed at the fact that we were going to get home at like 11 and that's like a quote-unquote school night even <laughs> yeah. though it's like a work night but like where it's like oh my god like this is we're not going to be asleep till one this yeah. is crazy like this is way too early and then we woke up and she texted me and she's like do you feel hungover I feel hungover and I'm like yes <laughs> yeah that's yeah. so funny but yeah no I think it's it's definitely a good thing to have those boundaries and to be able to set them and you know what then the next time you go and hang out with those friends you're not going to feel like resentful or frustrated with these people because you set your boundary you followed through with it and they were respectful of your boundary and you know that avoids so many conflicts both parties are kind of going to enjoy their time together more um but yeah I think that's just like a little notion on boundaries specifically yeah I definitely think that like it's like any relationship for you guys to have really good relationships a you have to be willing to be vulnerable Mm. uh, so people can feel connected to you it's like when we were little we connected over things like poly pockets and hair barrettes Mm. very surface level young things but when you're older you're connecting over like trauma or experiences or or feelings or work or whatever that's a little bit more heavier and at the end of the day it comes down to a like I said being vulnerable and be willing to communicate and communicate well Mm -hmm. and you know Liv and I have had a really interesting relationship at being that we're adults now and Mm -hmm. we're new friends and we're starting starting the relationship now right and we're starting um a business a hobby whatever you want to call it together right off the get-go um so we're learning a lot Mm -hmm. from the friendship side of things and being that we are very different but we're also learning how we show up in our work life and 
it definitely sometimes differs. Our core beliefs, our values, what makes us tick, our past experiences are always going to dictate how we communicate to one another. Mm -hmm. So just being open and honest and asking the questions and being good active listeners will help you navigate those things. Like if she, if I'm doing something that she doesn't like or if she's doing something that I don't like, having that open dialogue and saying, listen, this makes me feel this way. Mm-hmm. Or I say like, how can I change X, Y, Z to make you feel more comfortable? And just being curious, asking questions and like valuing and respecting the other person's position and point of view and their life experience and understand that like we are projections of our emotions and feelings. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to perceive my own reality which is going to be very different than your perception of that and so if you take a step back and remind yourself that you're not going to see or feel or believe the same things as that other person is just being curious and trying to understand their point of view and we don't always agree no we don't always have to end the conflict in an agreement we can sometimes end it by saying listen like we both gave our sides we said our peace we're going to come to a version of compromise and we just move forward yeah and know that maybe that's a boundary we don't cross in the future or maybe we've made an effort to change that in the future so that that doesn't show up for either one of us in the future again yeah no and i think that's a really really good point to share also just kind of how i mentioned earlier like we are still under development i'm 26 turning 27, Alex is 34. We have had very different life experiences. Our perspectives of a similar statement or a similar conflict between the two of us is going to look very, very different from our age perspectives, from our life experiences, and also just plain and simple, the fact that neither, like, neither of us are our best selves yet. Do you know what I mean? So kind of how you said, like, the projection thing as well. Another thing I kind of just want to, like, add to that is people come into your life for a lesson what is it a reason reason, season or or a lesson lesson. I butcher it every time I say it which is why I just let you do it (laughs) but like for example like people friends or partners even can come into your life specifically to show you something that might not be working for you yeah that's a great point yeah or like a conflict that you might be feeling with like a friend or something you could be like oh that friend is so this I'm so annoyed when they do this or it really triggers me when they do that well take a second pause everything stop looking at this from your initial perspective and now look at it like look at yourself turn the hourglass hourglass mic mirror 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 on yourself sure what you know what i'm saying what what's the little thingy oh, magnifying, magnifying glass. glass there we go take monocle <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh, butchering all the words no, anyway, no, take the funny. magnifying glass to yourself and try and figure out what these things are actually triggering you what could you potentially need to work on in this area that's actually not lining up with the things that are upsetting you about this person i think it's just a really good time to do some inner growth and Every, everything that comes up, like, in these interactions in the world, whether it's a stranger on the street, whether it's your 10-year husband relationship, whether it's, it's your, your, kids. your kids, your best your friends or whatever, like, everything that they're saying to you, every interaction you have is teaching you something or it's opening up a different view of something or it's challenging you to grow to a newer perspective, a newer, higher, more elevated, aware version of yourself. Like, yeah. that's really... Yeah, it gives you the opportunity to practice the thing that you need to work on. Yeah. And we, if we look at like 
the idea of introspection, which is basically what you're saying, is to look inside yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, what the you know we don't use the term introspection often, but what we do use instead is reflecting. Yeah. I'm going to reflect on myself. I'm going to reflect on that situ- situation or scenario. When you think of reflection, what do we think about a mirror? mirror. And when we, I had said mirror, when you were yeah. saying magnifying glasses, because at the end of the day, we are all walking around mirrors mm. of the other person. Yep. And but it's a mirror of yourself. Everything that you're seeing in other people, you wouldn't see these things in people if you didn't have a previous experience that like shapes right. the way so that you view things. So we're reflecting back yep. those experiences, either similar or very different experiences and I like when you use the word like that person to trigger me it's like okay they're they might have a personality behavior trait or something that you don't align with um can you love them unconditionally Mm -hmm. can you accept them um and their flaws yeah can you agree that their energy won't penetrate the boundary that you've set yeah can we be detached from expectations Mm. and I think that all of those things um, really play a role because if you can't say yes to those things and maybe that energy just isn't meant for you yeah. um, but if you can take that you know you triggered me because of xyz and I'm like oh wait a second like I realized that I get triggered in that situation a lot mm-hmm. you know you've mentioned your road weight rage in the past I I'm very impatient sometimes and judgmental of certain things so like is it that person or is that actually a reflection of a behavior trait that you don't like in yourself Mm -hmm. that you want to work on, but you are not willing to take the responsibility and then you observe it when you observe that emotion and intellectualize where that's coming from, you have a better opportunity to change it. And then you find that unconditional love for the other people that you didn't have before. Totally. And just like to add to the road rage thing specifically, I wouldn't be at this place where I'm saying that like, I don't have the same road rage that I used to have anymore. It's actually something that I actively work on. And now when I'm in the car and like I start to either verbalize like this person is irritating me or like, why are you doing that? And I catch myself doing those things. Immediately, I know it's a reflection of myself. I'm I'm running late. I'm impatient. I didn't have time that morning to, I don't know, do whatever I needed to do. And now I just feel antsy in the car while I'm like rushing or whatever it is like the only way that I was able to come to terms with like working on my road rage and like changing that was literally how I said I've I've been in the car with previous partners who would just be like outrageously angry at someone who wasn't was quite literally not in the wrong in the road and that was the perfect scenario for me to be like ah I've been this partner that is irritating me and is making me feel uncomfortable for their outrageous road rage I've been that person Mm -hmm. so what I'm viewing right now and feeling uncomfortable about with this person is how people feel with me when I'm going through one of these similar road rage tantrums or whatever so that really just put a lot in perspective and I realized I don't want to be the kind of person who's flipping people off on the street or in the car or making making people in the dry or passenger seat with me feel uncomfortable so it's the characteristic characteristic traits of people that if you don't want to be around it, if it's a negative behavior, it's like, why do you want to act that way and expect mm-hmm. other people to be wanting to be around you? Yeah, but I think it's the great. It's a great place to look at these things that irritate you about humanity and look at these things that irritate you about strangers on the street or your friends or your family members. And just like Alex said, turn the mirror on yourself for a second and be like, okay, so what do I do in that scenario? Mm-hmm. How do I behave or react? Am I reactive or am I responsive? Like, 
yeah, just, it's a good time. Like, we're talking about obviously friendships here, but there's two people in every friendship. There's two people in every relationship and one of those people is you. So if your friendships maybe aren't the best or you've had a history of a lot of fallouts or a lot of drama in your friendships. like friends are ghosting you. Yeah, just, it might not be a bad idea to just do a little reflective period with yourself and kind of see how that could be playing a role in your life as well um but to wrap up today's episode guys we shared a lot of information with you we've been talking away shared a little bit of our experiences and just a little bit of insight into obviously this is just our perspective this is our opinions this is our advice hello nora (laughs) i don't know if you guys heard her (laughs) last little input um but yeah we really just want to encourage you guys to reflect on your current relationships reflect on how you show up as a friend in those relationships relationships and maybe reach out to someone that you haven't talked to in a while like Mm -hmm. just check on that friend that maybe lives abroad or moved away from home or that friend that you wish you kind of kept up with and haven't chatted with in a little bit like shoot them a message absolutely like literally pop in and say hello I know like I'm about to go to PEI my hometown for a little bit and I'm literally thinking like there's an old friend who I have not seen in a few years who I'm probably going to reach out to after this conversation. So oh, that's great. yeah, I think it will be probably needed right now more than anything. We all just need connection mm-hmm. and yeah, just more like love and everything. Yeah, that's but yeah, great. this pretty much wraps up today's episode. Um, we are going to share with you guys that moving forward, we are going to be doing bi-weekly episodes um, instead of the weekly episodes. Uh no real huge reason to why or anything. Just, you know, summer's coming. We have nine episodes out already yeah. that you guys can kind of go and, like, catch up on. I know a lot of people are busier during the summer months. Yep. Kids are off school and people are, yep. yeah, just wanting to go to the beach and be outside and do lots of things, so. Yeah, totally. And uh, honestly, we've had, like, most of our episodes, I would say, are probably longer. We've had a pretty good balance of the shorter ones as well. But, yeah, I think with doing the bi-weekly, like, we'll be more comfortable sharing, like, these longer episodes with you guys that's just like a nice sit down and chat and yeah don't get us wrong like every now and then we'll have some nice short ones we'll play the field a lot we have lots of things that we want to share with you guys meaning it's a forever thing we might go back to weekly we might you know who knows what what the season will bring yeah um but yeah so far we really appreciate everyone who has listened to all the episodes yeah go catch Um, up on the previous ones if you have a chance to do that yeah um, and then as, as always, let us know what you want to hear. Let us know what kind of topics and themes you want us to cover. And we'd yep. be happy to add that to the list. Yeah, for sure. We got lots of ideas, but we are always welcome to hear what you guys want to hear more from us. Um, but yeah, thanks again for being here today. Um, happy Thursday or whatever day it is that you're listening to this. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Cats Chats and Coffee and also just... Yeah, keep up with our episodes. And make sure you turn on your notifications on Apple, Amazon, Spotify, and anywhere else that you listen so you don't miss an episode when they do come out. Exactly. Okay. All right, guys. Bye now. See you later. funny.